Greetings citizens of the world. We are what's that about? We do not forgive. We do not forget. This episode is on. Oh, I forgot. I'm such a silly duffer sometimes. I will keep this message brief. Just like Luke's wedding night. This episode is on Anonymous. Hit the theme music Luke and Don. Welcome back for another What's That About? Don, I don't know about you, but I am absolutely petrified of Anonymous. Yeah, Anonymous is one of those few episodes, much like Scientology, where I'm, even though no one listens, I'm a little bit afraid that one of them will be listening and they'll not take kindly to one of our good-humoured jokes and do a hack attack. Oh, we <laughs> would I, just, be... I feel like I just coined that. But... A hack attack? Yeah. It's like a shack attack for hacktivists. Yeah, That's here comes good. the shack attack. <laughs> I remember for a very long time, your password was the word password, which is the example they give of what you shouldn't have as a password. So you were absolutely rife to be attacked by uh, anonymous. Do you know why I did that? It was because I think I was, I think when I did it, I wanted it to be funny. And often, for some reason, at the local video shop back in the day, you had to go in and yes. give a password. Yes. And I think I was trying to impress the girl behind the counter. <laughs> and, um,. I should have thought twice when I was hiring Bambi for the second time. Uh, she's not going to be impressed with no matter what the password is. And maybe not Bambi. It's something a bit Bambi. cooler than that. I was trying to think on the fly of an embarrassing video and I ended up with too embarrassing a video. <laughs> um, so before we get into the topic, Don, as per usual, mm-hmm. uh, what has been happening in, uh, in Don's uh, neck of the woods? Well, I got a testicle infection, Luke. Um <laughs> It's true. <laughs> Are you serious? I do. I actually have one. Uh, <laughs> How did I? Have you been saving this for the pot? Yep. <laughs> this is the absolute yeah, gift of all I, gifts. <laughs> I had the idea today. I was at work and I had to do like I had to do a wellness workshop. And it was this, nothing I'm into. It was, I don't. In case anyone from work listens to it, it was very good, but <laughs> it was not really my kind of thing. Anyway, we had to do this like mindfulness exercise. You know, close your eyes and yeah. all that kind of jazz. And I was doing it. Everyone had their eyes closed, and then it occurred to me, I'm just gonna tell Luke on the pod, and so, <laughs> just for a bit of shock. And I just started laughing during this thing, and I just the person running it would have just seen me trying to smother a smile for about five minutes. <laughs> I love that you've broken it to me on the podcast. What? Yeah. I'm worried this is going to take up the whole episode. That is my fear. I'm a bit worried that I'm going to change my mind on revealing and it's just going to end up end up on the scrap heap. How did this happen? What is it like? What are the symptoms? What's going on? Well, I don't want to break it down. Uh, just a bit painful. Went to the doctor. Antibiotics. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to everybody listening. We've gone a step far. This is a step too far. This is too far. So if you were walking down the street yeah, this morning, mm-hmm. could the casual observer, just from the way you were walking, your gait, your stride, your level of comfort, could they have t- 
you know, could they tell that you had a testicle infection? No, they could tell there's certainly like a sizable piece between my legs, but um, <laughs> nothing out of the Too far. Too far. <laughs> it's called a piece. Yes, nice. I did. <laughs> a sizable piece. No. No, you can't tell. Okay. Nah. Wow, are this yeah. I have so many more questions, but I think we'll we'll save those for off air. We'll save it for off the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Has anything else been happening? Uh, not really. Um, surprise, surprise. So no, the only thing really that's been going on is I had this thought on, the other besides day. Besides the testicle infection, yes, yes, carry on. Yep. Yes, Luke. <laughs> um, besides that, whenever I speak, when I'm reading to my kids. And I'm putting on the voices and I'm really putting in an Oscar-worthy performance. Mm. I'll put the voice on and then realise halfway through, oh, this is the wrong character. And I do it all the time. It's so you've given the same reason. voice to, to a different character? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the time. What, um, what is your... embarrassing. Yeah. Now, no, when's not your as halfway... embarrassing as a testicle infection, but... <laughs> it's a lot from there, yeah. really. <laughs> What's your go-to voice? What are some of your, your classic voices? Well, give me a character and I'll put one on. Okay, well, what about if it's a kind of a troll under the bridge kind of character? Ooh, we're going at my bridge. <laughs> That's actually really good. <laughs> okay, give me one more character. Okay. <laughs> You've got a hidden talent. Yeah. What well, about that was actually, I didn't even put a voice on then. I just sort of tweaked my testicle the wrong way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll do the troll voice now. What about uh, if it is more of like a Prince Charming, handsome uh Hero kind of voice. Tis I, troll, trying to cross the bridge. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. How do you go with the, let's say, like more of the damsel in distress? Don't get fresh with me, troll. Okay, that's a bit weird. <laughs> that is gotten really weird. <laughs> I have that similar thing where I will often read a sentence. The thing that doesn't make any sense to me about the, uh, the written language is mm. they tell you at the end of the sentence how it was said. So often I'll commit to it and I'll be like, putting on a voice, reading the sentence. And at the end of it, it will be whimpered, you know, whimpered John. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't whimpering. I didn't know it when I started the sentence. So that was yeah. a whimpering. Like, I think this is, this is how they should write it is they should, it's like a script. I need to know before going into that sentence, how to deliver it. Exactly right. It should be yeah. John whimpered. Well, get that away from me. Like whatever the... Yeah. Like, tell you up front, because often like, I'll get it wrong nine times out of ten. Absolutely. The other anyway, that was that was my uh <laughs> that was my little talking point for the week. I like it. That was good. Mm. I just a very, very quick um side thought. I had an, a little another little business idea that is not up there with the separator in terms of goodness. No, nothing is. Nothing is. But you know when you watch a movie and you have a soundtrack that kind of elevates the mood of the scene. Mm. What about a soundtrack for reading a book? It's not so a bad idea. As you're on the page, the, the the recording knows what you're reading, and it just just amplifies the emotions a little bit, corresponding to what's on the text. And so you're we, building it into the book. Yeah, that's interesting. What about what we, and you can what add we call like <laughs> scents as well. You're in a forest, a nice mossy scent. It's like a 4D book experience. Yeah, that's not bad. You heard it here first. And what would you call the product? I know you haven't thought of it. That's why I'm putting it on the spot. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, yeah the Read and Hear series. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that is awful. The Read and... The Boots and Cats series. <laughs> that's about as good as that. 
Now you did. Sorry, I just to put you on the spot here. You did have one additional thought this week about insects that I think you should share with the listeners. I did have a thought. I had a weird. It just sort of occurred to me that you often see insects mating. You know, it's one insect on top of another, but the bottom insect either doesn't know what's going on and just getting about their day, or they're still just prioritizing their business beyond <laughs> anything else. So they'll just be walking along doing their doing their job, and then the other person's on top. Um, <laughs> it's just a weird situation. <laughs> the bottom one could almost be reading a novel or just engaged in a Sudoku. They are, they are not aware of what is happening to them in that moment, that bottom Absolutely. All righty. Well, we actually have a very big announcement today. This is a very long run up at the start of this episode, but we do Mm. have a really big announcement. As we are planning our 100th episode, Don and I are, you know, we've we've taken leave from work. We are just locked in the war room 24-7 thinking of segment ideas for our 100th episode. Mm -hmm. One of the big ideas we've had is let's try and find... The What's That About Biggest Tolerator. So we, in the lead up to our 100th episode, are going to be putting out a quiz that will have a series of questions to test how well you know the What's That About podcast. And at the end, we will score them and announce uh, the What's That About Biggest Tolerator. And Don, what is the prize? The prize is... I think it's going to be a mug. Brian Tripp, it's coming. It's coming. It actually is. I have all like full intentions. Every time we record, I'm fully resolved that, right, I've got to send this mug. I've got the mug in the house. It's ready to go. And it's just I never get to the post office. Yeah, you've got to get Brian his mug. But if you win or the maybe biggest... a T-shirt. I could send a T-shirt. Like, not to Brian. Brian's getting a mug. Yeah. Well, but T-shirts are tricky because then we can't like, it was all different sizes. And let's just we go and make mug. it to order. Oh, we're not. We're not running a, uh, a shop front here. It's Let's... probably cheaper to send a mug overseas. Sorry, send a T-shirt overseas than anything but else because it's light. I think the people want a mug. We have spoken about these mugs. There's only three in existence. You have one. I have one. Brian Tripp is about to have one. Yep. Very, I think very it needs, soon. It needs to be a mug because it's like you're in a secret club that you've got the fourth mug. We should actually put numbers okay, on the bottom of mug. them. Let's put number four oh, on the bottom of them. limited edition. Yes. In fact, because I'm making them, what I'll do is I'll make a custom mug, world's biggest tolerator. Yes. 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 And if you really, I can actually make it with your name on it if you want. Don't know why what? you would. This <laughs> is probably a source of shame, if anything else, but <laughs> you probably put someone else's name on it. <laughs> Give it to an enemy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's what we're doing. So keep an eye out for... On Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we will put a link to the quiz. So fill out the questions. Put your first yep. name, your email, we'll score them. And then on the 100th episode, we'll announce the winner. So that's whoever got the highest score on the quiz is the biggest tolerator. How exciting is this? And if we have equal scores, what we'll do is have some kind of penalty shootout kind of situation, which is yet to be determined. Mm. And... We can't tell you exactly where the quiz is going to be, but check the socials when this episode is released um, and we'll have it figured out by then. So Facebook, Instagram, we'll have the details on there. Beautiful. Okay. Last order of business before we get into the actual topic mm-hmm. after about a 55-minute introduction is Room of the Review. Don, please open the Room of the Review. Alrighty. 
Here we go. Thanks, Luke and Don. Just three reviews today, so it should be pretty painless. Unlike Don's testicle, apparently. Thanks for sharing, Don. Amazing podcast, five stars from CCUCKDJX from the United States of America. I randomly came across this podcast and I'm glad I did. I love all the dad jokes because let's be honest, that's what they are. Wish you guys would post more because you're really entertaining. Keep up the good work. Here's to one million reviews. And just plain funny, five stars again, by Nina C. Bean from the United States of America. Not sure how I found this one, but these guys make me laugh every time. Really delightful chaos. And Champagne Comedy on a Beer Budget, five stars, by Mr Eden from Australia. Some people say Don and Luke are the next Hamish and Andy. They're not. Not even close. Don't let that dissuade you, though. They try their best. Bless their cotton socks. Give them a go. It'd warm the cockles of their hearts and give you a chuckle at the same time. That's it from me. Back to you in the studio. Now, a little bit of a bone to pick with one of those reviews. Dad jokes. Now. Yep. Please. Please. <laughs> Not all of the jokes are dad jokes. Luke was genuinely offended by that when he first read it. Like, he took a moment. He had to take a moment. And he just had, you know, the meme with the guy from um, Narcos looking off into the distance? That was Luke for about, <laughs> that was Luke for about three days. <laughs> Contemplated his life. I just think it was a little unfair. A little unfair. But let's move on. Let's <laughs> uh, any reflections on the reviews, Don, or keen to move on? Nah, keen to move on. Um, I'm happy with dad jokes because, I don't know, I think he just had a really funny dad. Alrighty. He's skewed. His reference is skewed. Anyway. Okay, the topic, anonymous. Yeah. Where did this come from? Is this your idea or my idea? This is my idea. Um, I've always kind of been curious about anonymous. And full disclosure, me and Luke did this research about two months ago and we're just coming in fresh. So we're going to be a little bit rusty, not our usual slick selves. What? So what is it? Like, what's your kind of backstory with anonymous like what do you what did you think about them before you entered this research uh yeah as you mentioned before they're kind of this unknown entity kind of frightening and they've got like they're kind of like they've got superpowers that i don't understand i don't know how they're doing what they're doing hacking and all that is pretty mysterious to me yeah. um and the fact that they're got that voice that anonymous voice in the you know the guy Fawkes mask yeah. which is quite famous it's just a little bit scary I don't know whether it's... Yeah, you're exactly right. That combination of anything that's anonymous just feels scary because you can't, like, identify them and report them to the police. Yeah. But also the fact that it's working with technology that we don't understand. So it's like, what can they access of my life and my information and data that just, yeah, just feels very unsafe. And because they just seem to... There's like a pack of them and they all turn in the same direction together and just launch themselves at a person or an organization or an issue and just seem to effectively address it in various ways they just seem potent they seem like they're very effective yeah and also because like there is a lot of information about all of us out there if anyone is bothered to try and find it 
they can find out a lot about you. And I, I saw some Reddit thread ages ago with a guy saying, hey, find out what you can about me, just based on his Reddit name and everything. Oh, yeah. And they kind of found, okay, I'm going to assume it's real, but they found his name, his address, like his parents' name, his partner's name, his kid's name, found out all this stuff about him somehow just from like, I guess, clues, looking into his post history, getting wow. all this kind of stuff. So Did he write back on the thread saying, I am genuinely freaked out? I think he ended up, yeah, I think so. It was a long time ago. I remember we were kids in like in the 90s when you got your first personal computer for the family. Um, and some people knew how to kind of get into your computer from their computer and open the CD-ROM drive. Do you remember that? No. I had a few moments where I was at a friend's house and there was another friend who knew how to influence our computer and they would open when we the had CD the internet, drive. obviously. Yes, and it was like, this is like the ghost in the machine. It was so freaky, which is like nothing compared to what they do now. But that was my first little exposure to, oh, yeah, you can kind of influence someone else's computer from a distance. There used to be some hack. I don't know what it was. Was it a virus or something where if you want a free present, click this link and you click on the link and it's just some kind of weird program that makes you push your CD drive out and it goes, here you go, here's a free cup holder. Oh, like it, was, really? it was a joke. I think uh, that's what it was, but it was essentially a virus or some kind of thing. Right. Anyone who knows about hacking is going to be shaking their heads at our conversation <laughs> right now. We are just a couple of old guys talking about something we have no idea. <laughs> the CD-ROM opening and closing. Yeah. Oh, the... It's a virus or a, just a hacking. I think it was a hack. You know, we have no idea. <laughs> do you remember back in the day though, we used to um, do duh slash W for the oh, directory duh, where you could... Yeah, MS-DOS. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that were the days. Oh, um, so good. So Even like, like, you know, the really big, is it five and a quarter inch discs? Yeah, yeah. And there yeah. was, there was a, the big floppy five and a quarter and then the smaller... I oh, know, we're talking about the computers, mate. <laughs> Very good. Very uh, good. And then the three and a half little smaller um, discs. They were great. Okay. We didn't even get a Don's definition. Hit us, hit us up with a uh, Don's D. To your stovepipes, it's time for Don's definition. Okay, so Anonymous is a decentralized international activist and hacktivist collective and movement, primarily known for its various cyber attacks against several governments, government institutions, government agencies, corporations, and the Church of Scientology. It's essentially the thing about Anonymous is there's no organization. If you say you're an Anonymous, then you're an Anonymous. Yeah. That that idea of there's it, the, the, the decentralization of it, so there's no organization, there's no one you can write a letter to, there's nothing other than individuals that have identified as being part of it. Yeah, is, like it's really unique, isn't it? It's just it's just this very diverse spread of individuals that have just come under the one banner, even though it's not an organization. Yeah, so they've all kind of got similar, I guess, worldviews. That's right, yeah. Like their their shared mission is mostly about um, kind of removing internet censorship and removing control from governments, organizations and corporations who withhold information from the public. So they're very a lot of their work is just kind of freeing information out so the, the general public has access to it rather than it being held behind closed doors is a lot of what they do, but they also do a lot of kind of social justice work where they will 
you know, release the identities of people sharing child pornography online, or they will um, attack, you know, Scientology with footage they've identified that would, you know, make people think that Scientology is doing, you know, not great things. So they, they're a little bit social justice and a little bit about, you know, freedom and, and removing censorship. And like, there's, uh, that's kind of the common threads to what they're all doing. They also sometimes will just do just like old-fashioned pranking. I didn't see too much of that. Do you have, do you have any examples of that? Oh, God, no, don't be stupid. I don't have any. I don't, have, <laughs> don't, I don't stupid. have any. <laughs> Did you ever do any prank calls back in your day? Um, Teenager. Teenager, Luke. Yeah, I absolutely would have. I think only the odd one, just the classics, nothing... Nothing, you know, and I, I have a memory and maybe we just spoke about it, but we didn't actually do it was there was a, there's a town in Australia called Orange. And then we had the idea of calling the printing shop in Orange saying, hello, are you the printers in Orange? And when they say yes, saying, do you do any other colors? Oh, uh, yeah. No, that was actually a joke I made. <laughs> My, the band I was in at the time had to print th- um, posters. And then one of the girls is like, Oh yeah, like my dad owns a printing place, but it's in orange. And I said, Ah, no, I'm sure they do other colours. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. <laughs> did you do any prank calls? Um, I did. I did one or two back in the day, um, but they're pretty unmemorable. Right. I mean, we did them. Ah, it wasn't funny. <laughs> I'm always too embarrassed to bring them up. It wasn't funny. Uh, go on, hit us with it. Nah. Come on. Okay, one of them. I love okay. that you're drawing the line at a bad prank call, but not at, at an infected testicle. Absolutely. <laughs> no shame in that. We've all been there. Ah, oh, well. <laughs> Maybe not, but it happens. No big deal. Whatever. Okay, I'm going to tell you, and if it's too embarrassing, I'm going to beep it out. Okay. Okay, so we rang a random number, and I was put on the spot, and we we're all crowded around this phone, and he picked up, and I didn't know what to say, so I just said... Oh yeah, so <laughs> I know I'm not proud of it. And then he had a go at me, and then I got scared and hung up. What did he? Do you remember what he said? Ah, oh, just he knew it was a prank because I was like 14. Oh, <laughs> Terrible. I know. I know. That's why. That's why I drew the line. It wasn't. It wasn't good. I couldn't imagine you would say something worse than an infected testicle, but you did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, much worse. <laughs> oh, okay, back on the back on the topic. The I love their motto, the anonymous motto. We are anonymous. We are legion. We do not forgive. We do not forget. That's good. What a great motto. That's like a movie script. Oh yeah, that is really cool. And the the Guy Fawkes mask great. and that voice to text kind of thing they do. It's it's great branding. It's very it's, good. It's, and that makes it more frightening. Like yeah. all that stuff, all that stuff that makes them, one, unidentifiable, but then two, just this kind of, I don't know, it's almost like horror movie stuff. Yeah. And even their logo, like just a man in a black suit with a question mark for his head. Good. Like that is so good. <laughs> it's so, it's really awesome. They've done well. They've done very well. But have they done much recently? They've got these, they're famous. They've got a bunch of like famous hacks or things they've done. So um, let's have a look. The fam- most Run famous one, the anti Scientology campaign, probably. Yep. Yep. That was, uh, um, that was 2008. 
they launched a campaign against Scientology after the church attempted to remove a leaked video of actor Tom Cruise discussing Scientology. Yeah. So Anonymous kind of leaked that. Uh, they've targeted white supremacist organizations, child pornography sites. Yep. Arab Copyright. Spring, they were very involved in that back in 2011. And yeah, what is the Arab Spring? I've got it listed here, Arab Spring Uprising. So that was the thing in kind of um, Egypt and Middle East, North Africa, where they played a central role in supporting protests to kind of overturn the the government using kind of online tools and tech advice where I think citizens just kind of rose up and changed the government. That's That could be completely wrong, but that's what I think it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but they've also more recently, they've been involved in Ukraine's defense defensive war against Russia. Yeah. I I seem to get the sense, and this could be wrong, but just from reading the examples, is even though they're decentralized, they used to be a lot more coherent in how they operated. Mm. And they had less misses and more hits. And then in recent years, they seem to be making more missteps where they would like identify, like in the whole Black Lives Matter movement, they kind of identified police who they were saying had done bad things, but they actually hadn't. Right. And they've had other examples where people are like, what you've, and I think they actually removed Twitter profiles of ISIS members and a few things where the, the reaction has been like, I know you thought you're doing the right thing, but that actually has not helped. That's actually made things worse. Mm. Um, so there's been a few of those lately. And the big one, which you will gloss over, Anonymous has now tackled UFO disclosure. That's their latest. Oh, is that right? Thing they're going for, and but I've watched a few of the videos. Of course, I have. But what are they? And what are they actually doing? Trying to hack into like government computers? Just well, they said that this is this is interesting because the guy that is doing the videos, like he's 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 publishing it under the anonymous kind of um, channel, mm. but he's saying like this stuff is. Anything classified is stored in what they call like secure information units or something where it's very hard to hack. So their strategy is let's get military people to leak classified information to us and we will release it securely. Like WikiLeaks. Yes. And so, but today no one's given them anything that is credible. Like they've got a lot of like crappy videos from the public, but they haven't actually got anything good yet. Yeah, I think the government, if anything is like genuinely classified that they don't want out, they're keeping it on a computer that isn't linked to the internet. Yeah, exactly right. That's what that's, that's a, pretty much what yeah. he said. Like, yeah, we can't we can't hack into it, so we we need whistleblowers or leakers to kind of give it to us. Yeah, but it was a good example of like this could just be like three guys who have caught up in the whole UFO thing, and they're like. Let's go push for disclosure because we believe in that. And then, you know, 95% of other anonymous could be like, that's stupid. Like, that'd be silly. But yeah, they just go out with it anyway because it's decentralized. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, they certainly seem a bit less coherent than they were maybe 10, 15 years ago. And yeah. I think probably the people that were doing it back then have probably just grown up a bit and they just can't be bothered. Yeah, that's right. They're um, too busy trying to mend their infected testicles as old men. That's probably the... It's a medical issue. Um. <laughs> edit that out. Edit that out. No way. Yeah, definitely <laughs> edit that out. And so they do like, there's a lot of, 
you know, tools in the toolbox of Anonymous from kind of organising, using technology to organise protests at the last minute, obviously hacking, and that one of their common tactics is what they call denial of service attacks. Yeah. Which are, um, are very easy. Like, I could do one of those. Is that just flooding a website with traffic so it crashes? Yeah, that's right. So I think there's even websites that will do it. You just got to enter it in and it will, yeah. This is obviously a man who has no IT experience. I, I saw a documentary and it is very easy to do if you wanted to do it, but you'll go to jail if you get caught. Um, I don't think I have anything else. Uh, this, this episode reminds me a little bit of the Elon Musk episode we did where our research was so thin that I don't feel we've actually <laughs> said much about Anonymous. I know. Like, what is it? We don't really know who they are. They've got a bit of a funny voice. Uh, they've got a bit of a great logo. Doesn't change very much, and they're very curious <laughs> with the question mark. That's about it. <laughs> Beautiful uh, tagline for the, uh, and they're decentralized. They're really the key points. Yeah, that's about it. But it'll be interesting <laughs> to see what they do. Just leave us alone. Although, as you've said before. Uh, take what you want. All I've got is a few Zuba dupers in the freezer. Uh, yes. There's nothing else you can take from me, so don't worry. About it. I wouldn't mind if they hacked into my testicle and sorted that sorted that uh, out. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> All right. Well, if there's nothing else on anonymous, I think we've probably got time then for a social etiquette segment. Let's uh, let's hit the theme song. Sounds good. If you've got a social problem that makes you want to run and hide, then we recommend you listen to. Okay, Don, this episode's social etiquette is mm-hmm. quite a common scenario where you're at work and a colleague is leaving the organisation. Yep. And you get an email saying, so-and-so is leaving. Here's an e-card to farewell. Yeah. And here's a bank account if you wanted to make a contribution to their farewell gift. Mm. And... Let's just in this example, let's let's say they're in your immediate team. So you know them, work with them every day. What is the dollar amount that is acceptable to uh transfer for the gift? Okay. Where's your cut? I thought I thought long and hard about this. So if I were well, this is dependent because I've just started a new job about a month ago. And literally two days into my job, I got an email saying, Someone's leaving in a week, going away is on this, you know, morning tea is here, and here's the bank account. And I'm like, I'm not putting it. Mm. I've been here for two days. Yeah. That's a, you've identified a great variable, how long you've been there. I agree. There's no way you're putting in after two days. So how long do you have to be somewhere before you're then contributing? Because I've now been there a month. And like, it was someone in my team, obviously I would. I think at this point, a month in, that's it. I reckon, yeah, that's a good call. Let's go. After one month. You do have to contribute, but only for your immediate team. Yeah, but when does it switch? Maybe three months. I, re- to be honest, and we haven't, we're dodging around the dollar figure here, but I reckon I would only ever contribute to people I had a working relationship with. Mm. Whether that what was if my it's immediate like team or other, some team. head honcho kind of person who you're working in a team under them. They're a bit of an executive kind of level. Yeah. 
do they earn enough money where you don't <laughs> need to, maybe they should give you some money as a parting know. gift look i've been earning heaps more than you the whole time here's 20 bucks <laughs> there is always that awkward moment in work that unspoken issue of when someone at a very senior level makes a comment about oh you know can't afford that or you're like yeah well <laughs> If I can afford it, you can definitely afford it. <laughs> I, doctors say that all the time. These are doctors who are on probably like $400,000 a year. Yeah. And they'll make a comment like that. And be like, right, oh, all right, let's break it down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> are you pretending you're still in touch with the common I'm, man? Is that what's going on? <laughs> but let's say, just for the, the sake of landing on a number, so it's within your team. You've been there for longer than three months. Mm-hmm. What is the dollar amount you're putting in? Okay. Two rules of thumb here. Yeah. One, $20. Two. <laughs> two, and this is something I'm sure I've mentioned before, is that I'll ask, hey, what, what are people putting in? And they'll say, oh, $20. And then I'll transfer $20 and one cent so that I'm the <laughs> highest bidder. This is, <laughs> that's my standard kind of thing. <laughs> I love but the it's, one it's mainly up. just a joke. Mainly. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do that with cards where someone would write a description like, I hope you have a good day. And I'd be like, I hope you have a great day. I just yeah. want to up a little bit. <laughs> you got to notch it up a little bit. <laughs> so $20 is your default? $20 for like in my team. And then yeah. if it's outside my team, I'm going to halve it. That's very reasonable. I was thinking Ten bucks. 15 to 20 because... When you have a lot of people going, like in, people move in and out of a workplace all the time. All the time, yeah. If you're churning 20 bucks every time, that could add up to quite a bit over the well, course of a year. I was in a job. My last job went through a period. It wasn't, you know, the job was okay, but it, it had some issues. And a lot of people left at one point. And every week there was a collection. Yeah. And I just had to go, nah, I'm drawing the line. It's too Got much. It. So Got I just drew the line, line and, and didn't put anything in for some of them. Like, yeah. you haven't made the cut. I had to lower the bar a little bit and go, I really need to have worked with you before I start putting money in. 100%. I like the old days where it was literally a giant card that was shared around the office mm-hmm. and you had an envelope in the card that you could put your money in and no one knew how much you put in. So sometimes you could put a leaf in. You could put a bus yeah. ticket in. No, no one was none the wiser. They just saw <laughs> you putting something in. This is, this is another thing I like because I haven't generally, you know, I'm in healthcare. I haven't, I've worked clinical roles, not uh, office roles. Mm. The amount of secrecy that goes into an office <laughs> card around the office, it is like suddenly you're all spies and you're putting the card under a bit of paper if they walk past. And it's like <laughs> suddenly this is like top secret stuff. It's, <laughs> I've never seen the like of it in my life. Everyone knows they're getting a card. Everyone knows the same messages are going to be there. Yet suddenly it's you're on like code red. Everyone keep it down. And they're whispering, there's an, there's an office card. Do you want to sign the card? Because it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and the number of emails that go around about the card where they've not been able to use the normal distribution list for the group because the person's in it. So they have to spell out every single other person's name. Yeah. Send it around. <laughs> If you have the card, please give it back to Cheryl. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Here's the, it's like in a yellow envelope. Here it is. Don't look at it. Don't get it wet. It's like this kind of weird spy kind of business. 
<laughs> they're putting it down the front of their trousers to yeah. get it across the office and they take it out. There you go, please. <laughs> it's high stakes. The last time I went out, when I left, the person obviously forgot that I was in the email list. So I got the email about my going away card and present, which is fascinating. And then, uh, then they kept re- they were replying, and I didn't say initially that I was get- getting them. And right. someone goes, "I'm happy to make a small contribution," and I just replied, <laughs> "Going small? small? What is this about? <laughs> <laughs> We've together good. for years." <laughs> small. <laughs> <laughs> right when you left a a workplace and you put a uh, calendar invite in for the <laughs> Monday morning after you had left, saying like. What was it Don Remembrance Hour or something? Yeah. <laughs> Gather in the meeting room and just reminisce about your favourite Don memories. That's what I wrote. You know what? I never heard a thing back from them about it. Are you serious? <laughs> Nothing. That's gold. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting on Monday going, this is going to be sweet. And it wasn't. It was sour. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. All right. So I think we've actually answered the question for once. 15 to 20 bucks if they're a colleague and you've been there for more than three months. Yep. Less than three months or you don't work with them regularly or they're very senior. There's actually no commitment or expectation you add anything into the uh, the card. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, but that was very I will neat. have a piece of cake at the going away. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, that, that was very easy. It's quite a succinct episode, isn't it? Yeah, all the loose ends are tied up. Just a, a very random thought before we finish up. Yep. Actually, I actually have two random thoughts. Sorry, my wife commented on something today that I thought was very on point. Mm-hmm. You know, some people have read receipt messages on their text messages. Do they? Yeah. So when you send them a message, it will notify you when they've read it, and that person has not turned off that setting. Hmm. And we we're just talking about the fact that. There is a level of confidence and a lack of social anxiety around someone that is very happy to broadcast that I've read your message and I'm okay with you knowing when I've read it and I'll reply on my own time. Hang on a minute. So they'll send the text message. Yeah. And then is are, who's, are you notified at that point that there's a read receipt kind of thing? To there's it? a little, little bit of writing that comes up under the message saying read. Mine has that. I thought that. Can you turn that off? Yes. Are you talking about me? <laughs> is this your way of bringing it up? You've got to turn it off, Don Some people I don't know how to turn it off Go to your settings Turn off read receipt I don't want people knowing when I've read the message Because the second I've read it, the clock starts ticking That's true, the clock It is. The that's clock true. is ticking The clock is ticking Because if you say they've read it And then you haven't replied well, Apparently the kids call it I left them on read Have you heard on that? On read? No, yeah, I Yeah, that's what the that. kids say See... I like the mystery around maybe Luke decided to just not have his phone on him today. Maybe he's out for yeah. a long run. The other quick thing I just wanted to mention before we finish up, and yeah, I'm aware this segment doesn't have legs. I'm aware. Mm. I'm aware you're not in favour of it. I'm aware. It's yeah. fine. Just a little quick uh, L-, L. Martin's uh, best on ground, worst on ground. There you go. Got the whistle sound effect. Excellent. So on this episode... The absolute worst on ground is your infected testicle. Absolutely. But I also think it's the best on ground. I think (laughs) it's also the best on ground. So I just wanted to give that a feeling this segment is always going to have best on ground, worst on ground. It's always going to be the same thing. (laughs) For better or worse. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I think that's more than enough for today. So, what are our 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 key things? Are keep an eye out for the uh, biggest tolerated quiz. Mm-hmm. Take the quiz, please. Take uh, the quiz. There's, a, there's the a mug quiz. on the line, and look, you put, you throw your hat in the ring. Who is the biggest tolerator? Yeah, put yourself to the test. Who's your get, money on, Luke? Um, there was one person who who put a review in last week that said they've listened to every episode two or three times. Yeah, and most of the questions are going to be about ongoing running jokes that we make across the podcast. That I don't know what their name is, but that person is going to be hard to beat if you've listened to every episode three times. Yeah, that's true. Yes, now, we do have more reviews up our sleeve. So, if you've submitted a review and you haven't read it, all is not lost. Next episode, uh, we'll be getting through most of it. And we haven't had one for a while now, so I feel like the stock's running low. Yeah. And We've got I- about three, three left, I think. Yeah. So, we need reviews. We need tolerated quiz completions. But one of the reviews we're going to read out next week, I'm going to say it is the best review, the best written review we've ever received. I love it. I think it's hilarious. It's so good. Yeah. Um, all right, any any other thoughts, Don, or are you done? No, well, have you ever had to show your junk at a doctor's office? Have you ever done that? Yes, yes. Uh, what's the situation? <laughs> <laughs> this is, he's now considering, does he cross the line and join Don on the other side? Is there going to be a new best on ground, worst on ground at is- the last minute? This is the first time I've ever been on the smug side of the line where I haven't overly disclosed something. This is the first time <laughs> in my life. Do I choose to join you on that side? Yeah. I, without without going into too much detail, I did once have to get an ultrasound down there. Oh, uh, yeah. That involved the reveal. Yep. Yep. How was it? Very, very uncomfortable. If I, you know, I had to do it the other day, obviously, and... I was just there and I just felt like going, eh, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Did you still have your socks on? Like what was I'll the pants clothes. situation? I didn't take my socks off. <laughs> Why did I take you- my socks off? <laughs> Were you standing there with your trousers around your ankles? I was on the examination <laughs> table. And even the doctor was kind of like, all right, let's do this. Right, here we go. <laughs> And then in my head, I'm like, it is what it is. Look, it's- <laughs> Where did you look while that, while that inspection was happening? I was just looking up and just sort of wondering <laughs> how, what, what steps led me to be in this situation. And I think the doctor was thinking the same thing. He's like, is this a profession for me? And I have to deal with this. <laughs> oh, that is great. Yeah. <laughs> What a great surprise for this episode. I can't believe you uh, withheld that from me until this. That's Absolutely. <laughs> oh, nice. All righty then. And now everyone knows. So I'm going <laughs> to... Look, this episode, if it, if you're listening to it, it's it's been released, but I'm not 100% confident. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I may have second thoughts. Wouldn't it be great if you started to receive well wishes from the listeners about the recovery of the testicle? I think I should at least have a card circulated uh, and possibly a collection. <laughs> I, would, I reckon Brian Tripp would make a small contribution. Ah, so, so, I think a small contribution would be good. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's call it a night. Uh, thanks for listening. And yeah, please uh, get in touch with any questions, comments or concerns. 
and reviews uh, do it itunes we had a uh, message recently from someone who wanted to leave a review but didn't know where so if you're an if you're an i person it sounds like a made-up so, person i must admit <laughs> no it's actually a real person hopefully they're listening so if you're an apple person uh is it apple podcast now i'm still calling it itunes but I think it's Apple Podcasts now. I don't think Spotify allows you to leave reviews. There's a website called Podchaser, which you have to register though. Bit of a hassle. Uh, you can email us, but we prefer like it somewhere public so people think that we're more popular than we are. <laughs> it is like when someone calls you on your birthday and you're like, oh, very good. Now, can you just summarize that and put it on my Facebook wall? Because I've only got two happy birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I actually just, I removed a few years ago my birthday from Facebook because I just... Didn't want to deal with, like, it's the birthday messages are nice, but I didn't want to have to deal with the, what do you do, just like every single one or yeah, you do like yeah. a message, every, nah, I just can't be bothered with it. I, I did the same thing last year and then ongoing. It was a great experiment of how many people actually know my birthday and remember it versus- They're not remembering it. How many people were prompted by them. Facebook. Yeah. The numbers dropped dramatically. I think I got like three happy birthdays last year. <laughs> I got- one from mum, and she doesn't do you all the time, but uh, she, <laughs> she did forget. Our mum and, and dad uh, famously just forgot about Luke's birthday one year, which is great. Um, I dine out on that every birthday. Every time yeah. she calls me, I'm like, oh, I'm surprised you remembered my birthday. <laughs> I got one from mum. I think I got one from you. I don't think I got one from any of the other brothers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was grim. And at that point, I thought about putting my birthday back up on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. righty. Well, let's let's call it. Um, thanks, everyone. We'll catch you next time. All right. Love you. Bye. <laughs>